My name is Rainy Leroy, and I am here with Father Ignatius Mazanowski to discuss pages 25 through 36 of his book, The Virtue of Mercy and Forgiveness, Keys to Healing a Broken Heart. And so now we're finding ourselves getting into chapter one, where we're focusing on sacred scripture and mercy and forgiveness. And you actually start this chapter looking at the New and the Old Testament understanding of mercy and forgiveness, and you consider the original Greek, Hebrew, and Latin words for mercy and forgiveness. So what made you decide to start there? Sure. Well, thank you, Ramey. Um, it's good to be with you again. Um, for me, the understanding mercy and forgiveness from the Old Testament, the New Testament, and all the, the richness of, of that understanding. And there's so many different references in both the Old and New Testament to mercy and forgiveness. And trying to get you know this depth of understanding I thought was really important. And starting with sacred scripture is also important to me because it really is the foundation of our faith and the foundation of theology. And to begin there instead of somewhere else. Um, is important. And, and even just in moral theology in general, it's been a mistake in the past to, to skip over scripture, go on to something else. And I thought it was really good and important to ground what I'm doing um, in, in, the, in the scriptures themselves and to, to recognize that the different languages show us um, different aspects of mercy and forgiveness. Well, one of my favorite words is misericordia. It's so rich. Can you tell us a little bit more about that particular word? Sure. Misericordia. Um, it's an interesting word. Um, it is found in the Latin, um, Spanish, French, um, and Portuguese. It's all the same word. Um, misericordia hasn't changed. And you really, it's two words, kind of. There's miseri and cordia. Uh, miseri is like misery or to be in misery, and cordia is um, kind of a heartfelt love. So it's a heartfelt love for someone who's in misery, um, a heartfelt love for someone who's suffering. Um, it also can be you're, you're seeing this person and you have pity on them, you have pity for them because you see how much they're suffering, and you're actually drawn to them um, because you want to help them. And... And it's um, so it's it's a beautiful word and it has a, a lot of a lot of meaning to it. Well, something else that's really beautiful that you talk about is that the Greek form of mercy is actually connected to being in relationship. And that can be relationship from person to person or from God to us. So can you say a little more about that, too? Sure. Um, I think it's it's real important to, to remember that that mercy is. Is really about a relationship. So God is in relationship with us. We're in relationship with God. Um, sin breaks that relationship. We go to God. We ask for forgiveness. We ask for his mercy. And he, and he extended, extends it to us. And through that, um, the relationship is, is mended. And we're able to reconcile and have a, a closer relationship with God again. Um, the same Thing happens but a little bit different with human beings um, a lot of times when something major has happened um, until you extend mercy until you forgive um, the relationship has been broken you know it's yeah. it's been greatly damaged 
And so going to that person and actually um, either extending them mercy or, or forgiving them or asking them to forgive you or, or sometimes both um, is, is part of um, building that relationship back up again. And, and so it's almost like the mercy is the, the um, avenue through which the relationship becomes whole again. Healed. <laughs> yeah, healed. Sure. Well, then you move into the Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes. Uh, why do you decide to begin there? Well, out of Jesus's teachings, which, you know, we find in all the Gospels, um, there's one place where he teaches for three chapters in, in a row. <laughs> and that's the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And the Sermon on the Mount begins with Beatitudes. And one of the Beatitudes is, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. So, again, it, it's a, it was important to me to start with the foundation. And the foundation really is um, Jesus' teaching in the New Testament. And in particular, um, the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount. Um, the Sermon on the Mount also includes the Our Father. You know, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive. And then just in case we didn't catch it, it says <laughs> it again, like, unless you forgive, you're not going to be forgiven. And um, in a lot of ways, um, our understanding of mercy and forgiveness flows right out of Jesus' teachings. Well, and you describe how St. Augustine believed, uh, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy, was actually connected to the gift of counsel that we receive at confirmation. That's pretty deep. <laughs> Can you say a little bit more about that? Sure. Well, as you remember, St. Augustine paired the different Beatitudes with different gifts. And for mercy, he chose the gift of counsel. And I think part of that is, is you, gift of counsel is kind of stepping back from the situation and looking at it more objectively and seeing what the real truth is of whatever's happening instead of being so, you know, connected to the situation itself that we lose perspective. It's saying, how can I have better perspective? And part of that is stepping back. And I think the, the gift of counsel helps us to do that. Um, it's also a gift of the Holy Spirit. So it's, you know, it's, it's part of that is asking God to help you um, experience the gift of counsel, help you to use the gift of counsel um, to see your situation more clearly. And once you do that, then you, you know, you tend to see um, what needs to happen. S sometimes you see how much that person is suffering mm -hmm. because of what they did or how much they're suffering because of what you did. And either way, then you can, you know, mercy follows once you under have that understanding. And I think the gift of counsel helps us to do that. And, and even to pray, you know, Holy Spirit, help me to have the gift of counsel so I can see what you see, so I can see what you want me to see, and so I can respond appropriately and, um, in this case, respond with mercy. So. Well, I need some of that. I'm going <laughs> to start doing that for, yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Well, last time we talked a little bit about St. Thomas Aquinas, so we, he comes in again, and his view is that uh, the only way to live out the Beatitudes is through grace and encouragement of the Holy Spirit. So 
How do you see this playing out when it comes to mercy and forgiveness? Sure. Well, the Beatitudes themselves, and you know, the fifth Beatitude, blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Um, they, you just, you don't simply will them into being. There's a, um, there, your will is involved, but it's also connected to God's grace. So a lot of times we find ourselves in a place where it's like it seems impossible to do what, what Jesus is asking. And part of that is we, we need to ask for God's grace, for God's help, um, for him to, you know, walk alongside us, give us the strength, give us the courage. And, and so I think St. Thomas Aquinas is reminding us of that, that these aren't just simply virtues that you can just will into being by themselves. I mean, your will is involved, but it's also um, you pray them into being, if you will. You know, you ask the Holy Spirit for help. You ask God for help and to, to really kind of make up for what you don't have or what you need at that time. And I think as you do that, then you end up making a lot more progress also. Yeah. Well, how do you see the virtue of mercy connected to the virtue of charity? Right. Well, the virtue of mercy is really a, a way of loving. So mercy okay. is a way of loving. And we're going to talk about it more in the future, but it's actually under the virtue of charity. There's a number of virtues under the virtue of charity, and one of them is mercy. Um, one of them also could be patience, I would say. <laughs> um, patience is how part of how we love, and mercy is part of how we love. And so, again, just reminding yourself of that can be helpful. Um, you know, God's called me to love him with all my heart, mind, and soul, and love my neighbor as myself. And one of the ways I can love my neighbor is by being merciful. This person, for whatever reason, needs mercy. Um, I can cooperate with how God has called me to live. You know, I can also ask him to help me to love in this way. Um, and he will. So, um, yeah, it's very, it's really a, a way of loving mercy. Is. It's funny, you made me think, you know, one part of scripture, it says, um, be perfect as your father is perfect. And then in another gospel, I believe it says, be merciful as your father is merciful. And then tying that back to love, because we know God is love, you know, how it all connects together. You know? Yeah. And, and be holy as your father is holy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, I think they, there is a connection there. Um, and yeah, mercy is how God relates to us and how he wants us to relate to each other. Well, of course, we know there's many places in the gospel um, where Jesus is being merciful and forgiving. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting when you look at the life of Jesus, he's he's also he's often being mer merciful in the sense that he he sees someone that's suffering and he wants to help them. Um, you see that when he heals people and you see that when he delivers people from evil spirits. Um, you see that over and over again in the Gospels where he's, his heart is moved towards someone and he wants to help them. And a lot of times that's through healing or, or deliverance or exorcism. Um, there's also other times where, you know, he ends up relating to Peter after the resurrection. Mm -hmm. Peter's denied him three times and 
he asks him three times, do you love me? Um, knowing that that's going to hurt Peter to be asked that a number of times, um, but also knowing that that's, that's part of the reconciliation. Three and times. Three times. <laughs> and, um, and I think he's being merciful towards him. Um, even on the cross, he's saying, Father, forgive them. They know not yeah. what they're doing. And they don't really know what they're doing. They don't really understand who I am. Um, be merciful towards them. Forgive them. And so um, throughout the Gospels and some of the parables and some of his teachings, you just see this constant theme um, where Jesus doesn't just teach it. He embodies it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's really amazing to go into the original Hebrew, Latin, and Greek and see how rich mercy and forgiveness can be. And then, of course, the Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes are springs, you know, welling up to eternal life. So it's great to visit those. So thank you for taking us through all of that. Can you finish us off today with a prayer? Sure. I'll finish us off with a prayer and just continuing to pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet, um, some of the prayers that go with that. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm the Eternal Father, I offer to you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us, that in difficult moments we may not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Amen. And may Amen. Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.